The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. ACC edition. Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Uh, Bear, I'm sorry for last week going over the time. Uh, we, we went over our allotted time. I think it was the excitement of the SEC, us getting back together. I and got it just means more. Correct. So, Schwenk, our guy behind the scenes, we got 60 minutes. That means we got 14 teams in the ACC, and we got to throw in my iron. So, 15, you do the math. If we go over the allotted time of each, any team, buzz the horn or just mute my mic. And sorry for those teams. <laughs> I will have to, I do have to add last year, we didn't even get to pit. And they won the conference. So sorry about that, Pitt fans. We I will know. get to the Panthers. I, and I, I did, rip- didn't, didn't I make didn't I make like a snide comment or something? I'm which yes. I would be very that was very, close very, to like, seven they're, five they're going to be seven and five. They're seven and five, and you're good. It's it's kind of, it's kind of like someone right, yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob G. Rob G. The esteemed Rob G. Who's one of the uh, the great producers uh, in ESPN history he was on on twitter he tweeted something earlier today about how, with, with the nfl uh that he just doesn't know where to where where to begin and all he knows is the jets are going to be bad and i, I said back to him so if you go into the year just knowing that the jets are going to be bad and the bears are going to be bad you're on the right path so uh you're off to a good start so that's in in, in light of me uh call, calling pitch seven and five uh quick nfl shoot um I did get ten to one on the Seahawks to have the worst record, so that's your NFL insider. Did you? I, I actually played the. Yeah. I actually played the Bears at ten to one to have the okay. worst record, especially o- only in light of the uh, the Roquan Smith uh, Got it. news yesterday. So who 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 know they'll probably have to get like thirty cents on the dollar on him. Mm. Um, all right, here's how I had this broken down. Looking at this last night, how are we going to do this? And we had five teams ranked in this coaches poll from the ACC, uh, this preseason poll, and everybody could take it what they want with the poll. And we did college football live yesterday, and I was asked at the end of the year, will there be more teams? And I kind of said, push. I thought these five teams, when you talk about Clemson, Wake Forest, Miami, Pitt, and NC State. NC State. I think those teams are uh, 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 in their own tier compared to the other teams. I think the other teams are in their own. Um, I think they have a lot more work to do. Now, there's a lot of potential there. So I put Florida State in that category, Louisville, BC, North Carolina is a team that a lot of people like. So let's yep. start at the top. Let's do Wake Forest. Understood the news today. Sam Hartman out indefinitely. And then Coach Clawson comes out after practice or in between sessions and says he will be back this year. So I did see a great nugget from David Hale, who said the last person to throw a touchdown pass was Griff's uh, other than Hartman. And that was in that I thought, opener 2020. So I, th- I thought, I thought it might've been Rusty LaRue. <laughs> oh, Riley Skinner. <laughs> um, so Wake Forest, <laughs> Unbelievable season last year. What Clawson's done, Bear, I give you all the credit in the world. You've been on this team for years, it seems like. Ever since Clawson took over, you were on their season win total overs. I have seen – I saw eight, and then this morning I've seen everything at seven. Your Mm -hmm. take on the Demon Deacons. Yeah, of of course I'm the – I'm the horrible individual who immediately, when I woke up this morning and saw the news, logged in all over the place and – FanDuel and DraftKings had taken it down, and there was another site that uh, had at eight and a half that my buddy had access to that uh, a guy took an under eight and a half, and then my friends at Sugar House had reposted it at seven. But, of uh-huh. course, I was able to get like $6 on the uh, over seven. So I was looking for a nice middle there on on, on seven and eight, but uh, we'll have to figure out another way to try and get that. But seven, I think, is probably the, the bear. I think offensively, this is still going to be a very good team. But I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go over seven if, like, just to just to play it, or or under seven just to play it. When it was eight, eight and a half, then I was really considering taking the under. You were because okay. defen- Yeah, I was. I was defensively. I think this is a team that, that that's going to be really bad once again. 
Um, can they outscore uh, certain teams? I mean, you look look at some of the wins they had last year, field goal wins uh, over Louisville and Syracuse and NC State. Like, like that, those are those are putting in that ridiculous Army game where they couldn't get a stop and neither could Army. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, are, are, are those results going to really manifest themselves this year? They, but they were definitely on my list of uh, teams to play under. Uh, I agree uh, with everything you said. I I was just going through the schedule again from my notes that I did earlier in the week, and I had them three and zero going to uh, hosting Clemson, and obviously I had Clemson winning that game. And then when you go after that, now you got a road game. Are you going to have Hartman back at Florida State? That's a toss up game to me, and that's one I had as a win with Hartman. And I don't know if they beat Army this year. Uh, I I just. I feel like having an army having another crack at this team. Um, I like I like the idea of that uh, defensively and seeing that size at wide receiver. They got great talent there. Um, obviously, at was was an unbelievable um, go getter. And uh, Donovan Green comes back. Green missed all last year, so mm-hmm. they lost Christian Beal Smith uh, to South Carolina. It was a great running back. Um, Hartman did throw fourteen picks. And when I looked at how the hell they made it work, the defense was bad, but they forced 29 turnovers. And that Mm -hmm. was the best in the conference and the fifth best in the NCAA. Um, I don't think they could be better than they were last year. Obviously, this news really, um, really, really hurts them, knowing what he controls in that offense. And then I thought he had a chance to break Taj Boyce's record for, for ACC touchdown passes. Uh, which Taj has 107. He needed 35. He threw 39 last year. So really unfortunate news. I do expect them to be coached up. Clawson does a great job, uh, but I would it's a stay away uh, for me with the Demon great. Deacon. Um, so that's your Demon Deacons take. Go Deeks. Love the mascot. Um, next up in that tier, I have the Pitt Panthers. And... <laughs> we know they're going to run the football more this year. I'll just say that with Signetti and Narduzzi doing his thing uh, at, at media day and, and just having that Pat Narduzzi mad, mad, madman um, character to himself. But Bear, I really like what I've read so far of this team. I didn't realize they had this many guys back. I think Slovis steps into a great situation because – I'll say this. I know they lost Addison and Pickett obviously got drafted. But I think Addison really benefited from the other talent that Pickett had to throw to. They had really good guys, and all those guys are coming back. Jared Wayne's back. Mumford, the transfer from Akron. He was a freshman All-American. Jalen Barden uh, is another guy. And uh, and the running back I love, Izzy. Um, I, I think there's they're, they're going to be a problem. On offense, all, all all seven offensive line uh, linemen who started a game last year are back, and we know the great year that they had last year. And the D line, I don't, I, I, I we'll get to Clemson and, and what I think of that D line. <laughs> Pitt's defensive line is going to be pretty damn good. This defensive line is a problem, and I, I uh, Calage Cansey, um, first team all ACC, seven sacks, thirteen TFLs last year, three secondary guys return. Um, and just watching uh, some tape and going back, I the the <laughs> the creativity Narduzzi has in that defense of blitzing on third downs, like they, it felt like sometimes they brought guys off the sideline uh, with quarterbacks looking around, like where the hell did that guy come from? So they rank second in in the country in sacks per game. I think that's going to continue. Really, really interesting uh, start to the season. Backyard brawl is back. Yep. You guys will be there, right, for that game. I'll, I'll be there for that. Be there for that. Absolutely. I'm, yep. I'm hoping I get to, I get to go to that game as Sports Center with Van Pelt follows that game. And then they went to Tennessee and won last year, and that's the game when Tennessee found Hooker. We talked about a little bit about that last week. I think Pitt, Pitt gets Tennessee again. So I I think they're six and zero going to Louisville, who's a team we'll get to, um, and they got to be six and zero. I think to go over eight and a half. I'm willing to take that chance. I really like this team. They're not afraid of anybody, and that comes from Narduzzi. So um, I, I'll take over eight and a half with Pitt. 
Well, you know, Narduzzi's going to have a red ass about everything that went on yep. uh, in, in the offseason, and, and that's fine. I mean, yeah. good if, you, if you're looking, if you need any additional motivation that you can bring to yourself and your team is always a good thing. But, I mean, you, you didn't, you didn't, we didn't even talk about on the defense, um, Sarasi Dennis, who yeah. is what led the team in tackles the last couple of years. He's, I mean, he'll be a big part of the defense again as they lose a ton of linebackers. But they, you just have to trust that that they'll they'll figure it out at that position with how well Narduzzi coaches mm-hmm. defense. I, I guess the, the the one thing that you have to worry about is will he make some type of in-game coaching decision that's going to give you a very negative uh EV, basically. He, he's mm-hmm. gonna he may he's known to no no known to kick some field goals and punt on fourth down and and, and do some things to not really maximize his chance of winning. Yep. And without a historically great offense with, with, with Pickett and Addison, maybe that catches them in a game this year. But uh, I, I would lean to you if I had to play it. Um, I would play the over because I, I think, well, like you said, the front end of that schedule, uh, we, we really don't know what way West Virginia is going to go this year. They could mm-hmm. go either way. You know, Tennessee is going to be out for – for motivation for for giving up all those points at home last year and losing yep. uh, that that type of game, but it wouldn't necessarily be one of my plays because I think the Louisville NC State games on the road uh, will be tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, if, if they can get through there six and two, uh, you'd have to like their chances. Yeah, um, and that's why I just I, I that the veteran things they have and guys up front on both lines of scrimmage really are enticing to me knowing what Narduzzi wants to do on both sides of the ball. So um, really excited for Pitt football again and really fired up for that opener that first th- Thursday night. All right, next up, Miami, eight and a half, go. Well, it, it's hard. I mean, I think you're. I think they are a year away for, from being a uh, legit contender. Like this, this is – and it's because you, it's, it's hard because you've got the quarterback this year – you don't know if he's going to be back next year. Uh, their biggest issue is uh, they're, they're going to need someone to step up and make plays uh, at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mall- Mallory at the tight end is obviously a great uh, a great tight end. I, you bring in Frank Ladson, who – they look, they've been lacking a big, tall, physical, wide receiver type threat forever. And I think they're hoping Ladson, who – uh, leaves Clemson can, can can be that guy. Uh, I mean, Restrepo is that that, that Bar- Barrios type of guy, mm-hmm. uh, slottish, make make catches. Uh, but but they're they're going to need some, some players to step up and uh, and make plays on the perimeter because because look, I mean, we can have the conversation about best quarterback in the ACC. We will best quarterback <laughs> where, we, <laughs> where, but if you look if you look at what uh, Tyler Van Dyke did last year. Uh, over the end of, of the regular season, with what was the, the six straight uh, games with over 300 passing yards and three three or better touchdown passes. You go back in the college football playoff era, the only other player to do that was Joe Burrow the year that LSU won the national championship and he won the Heisman Trophy in 2019. Mm-hmm. So he was putting up historic-type numbers and really winning games uh, that, that Miami maybe necessarily didn't deserve to win. Uh-huh. Uh, whether it was the NC State game or or yeah. or, or, or whatever else, the Pitt game, uh, Georgia Tech, like, like a, a lot a lot of close wins there before they uh, finally lost the close one to the Knolls. Uh, but it's hard for me to go over uh, for Miami because you have to assume you're going to lose at A and M, you're going to mm-hmm. lose to Clemson. So so like you don't have like it's still an eight and a half. You have yeah. wiggle room for one more loss, whether that's Pitt, whether that's Florida state, like whether that's North Carolina, like they, and still, if you can get over eight and a half, you'd have to think like nine and three is, pr- is pretty, like, like you, you get Virginia in a transition year, you get Virginia tech in a tra- transition yep. year. Duke is terrible. Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee is terrible. Uh, Southern miss, even though a lot of people think they could be a sleeper in that league this year, they shouldn't come to South Florida and win. So, if you had to play it, I'd, I'd, I'd be looking over. What's the uh, what's the ACC win total? Uh, have you have you seen that? I have not. Chris Chris Andrews sent me 
uh, all this stuff. So I should, I should just try and go back and find this email really quickly. Okay. While well, well, you, yeah. You, while you, you do why, that, why, 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 don't, why don't you vamp and I'll go look for this email. Got it. I got, I got plenty on the canes. I really like this team. I absolutely love what Cristobal did in hiring a staff and assembling a staff. Josh Gaddis, Alex Maribel, Joe Salaveo is one of the best players I ever played against. Is an absolute machine as a coach. Uh, one of the scariest dudes, just flat out. I mean, he will have that D line ready to go. Charlie Strong, Kevin Smith, unbelievable recruiter. Um, so I I love that. Now you mentioned Narduzzi in game. That's my problem with Cristobal is in game. Mm-hmm. He scares me uh, mm-hmm. with some decisions and really crucial times and it cost him cost Oregon some games when he was there but you mentioned Van Dyke and yes the the good was really good and I went in and looked at the way what he did in the wins and what he did in the losses and it's it's a lot on him uh 19 TDs and one pick in the six wins and the three losses six touchdowns five picks uh so they they lost you know 17 players whether it's portal uh graduation they brought 11 in they did average 34 with Lashley calling the plays last year, and here's the here's where I see the improvement. They averaged 140, uh, 420 yards um, per game, but they had the worst rush, you know, yards per carry per rush at 3.69. That's where they're going to be better. Cristobal's awesome with offensive linemen. Maribel's awesome with offensive linemen. They got the big tackle, Zion Nelson, who's an NFL player. They got four guys that return on the O-line. They got Jalen Knighton, who's a great running back. They also got Henry Parrish from Ole Miss. The run game is going to be mm-hmm. so much better, and that's why I think Van Dyke's going to really, really um, – you know, be better, uh, whether it's decision-making, being put in better, you know, throwing situations. And I, I may sound crazy. I think they could go to A&M and win. I think they got the goods to do it because they're going to be able to run the football on a really young A&M defensive line. So I don't think I don't think that's a definite win for A&M. I think Miami's going to have the goods to go compete there. And I like, I like over eight and a half with the Canes. Okay, the ACC win total is six, by the way, which is what you would think it is. So you get some loss, you lose Clemson, and uh, probably one more. So that's probably a pretty, pretty solid number. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I agree. There's room for improvement. You look at the losses last year. uh, The Virginia lost to me. Doink. uh, North Carolina lose field goal, and Florida State lose by a field goal. I thought it's like, like they 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 were in it, led despite. All the, the the shortcomings that they had on defense last year, and the the, the youth uh, quarterback, uh, they were they were very close to uh, putting it together. So uh, I, I think what you mentioned is the biggest thing moving forward. The the, the staff that Murray was put together, yes. and even maybe more important, the athletic director uh, Dan Radakovich at Clemson, highly respected. I mean, bringing him to back to to South Florida, South Florida guy is a massive deal, and I think. Uh, you're going to see the, uh, the 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 benefits very quickly. I was funny. I was joking about that A and M game uh, with uh, Reese Davis and, and and Kirk and the game day producers. I said for the Miami A and M game, we need to do like some tongue in cheek NIL piece. Uh, you talk about two schools that I, I don't think anyone has like more. I don't want to say ridiculous, but more ridiculous uh and nil news attached to it uh, than those two schools so we can might be able to have some fun with that before we move on there are a couple things going on at espn that we want to mention first espn in partnership with peyton manning's omaha productions presents always college football with espn college football analyst greg mcelroy with off seasons being a thing of the past Greg McElroy goes year-round with analysis, opinions, and insight on top teams and under-the-radar stories from coast to coast. That's always college football. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And he was the face of the New York Yankees and the most admired player in baseball. The captain tells the story of Derek Jeter's life and Hall of Fame career. Catch the final episode on Thursday, August 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and every episode streaming on ESPN+. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, so let's go to Clemson. Uh, ten and a half and two new coordinators. Um, Dabo, I, I feel like it's the first time because Venables has been there forever. Um, and Tony Elliott obviously is taking over at Virginia, who we'll get to. Brandon Streeter is the new OC. We know um, the struggles that Uyunglele had last year. Um, to me, uh, looking at the tape, I just the overthrows and the wide throws and the underthrows, it was just not pretty. Um, it was, and to me, I just, you always hear about the receivers that they brought in, and this five-star and this four-star. You know, I think about a guy like Joseph Ngata. Like, is it time? Is yep. is, 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 this, is this the deal? Um, so, I, I love the running backs. Uh, I love Shipley. I love Pace, and I really love Maffa. Uh, so, they got 37 players coming back with starting experience. I, 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 they can't be worse than they were offensively. Uh, I would, I would lean. I, I mean, the defensive line is the best unit in all of the sport, in my opinion. Uh, the, the, the talent of those four guys and the versatility they have and the athleticism and the, and just all the overall goods. They are going to be a factor in every single game, and they will dominate every single game. In my opinion, I lean towards the over with Clemson. I do as well. I mean, I, I don't know if there may be a, a more – maybe polarizing isn't the right word, but, like, are we sure they're going to bounce back to what they were? <laughs> are we are, – are we, sh- we, we, we always shouldn't be. Uh, do we know – like, people remember what, what DJ did – uh, against BC and, and against Notre Dame in 2020, and it yep. was great. And then la- last year, as bad as you thought Clemson's offense was, it was worse. Yes, like, like, like they went, they went from uh, I think it was 8.1 yards per drop back in in 20 in, in 2019 to eight yards per drop back in 2020, and then five and a half last year. Like mm-hmm. it, it, DJ's QBR was fifty oh. fourth out of sixty five qualified quarterbacks in the Power Five. Like, like it was terrible. And I think you. I'm glad you mentioned the wide receivers because they. And I mentioned how Ladson was one of those bigger wide receivers like Miami needed. Like Clemson, I think has kind of gotten away from the the, the Renfro type guy, the slot yes. guy that really makes their offense go. And all these big five stars, physical big recruits is. Uh, guys on the outside haven't necessarily been the best uh, fit for that offense. So, you know, Dabo as well as I do. Mm-hmm. I think he is quietly right now salivating no and doubt. just waiting for the end of the year. Huh? Brent Venable's gone. Tony Ellick, uh, yeah, you know, all, all thought old Dabo Sweeney couldn't coach now, did you? And yeah. he is waiting and dying to say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. So it would not. It, it, look, how much better can the offense be? It can be a good bit better, but how much does it really need to be better in order to win the ACC and reach the college football playoff? Because as bad as it was last year for Clemson, the terrible year, they still mm-hmm. wind up winning 10 games, and their three losses were by a touchdown on a pick six in the opening game of the year to the team that went on to win the national champion championship in overtime at NC State, and then to the team that wound up winning the league in pick. So, like, they were still that close to getting back to, what, a seventh straight ACC championship game and a seventh straight college football playoff. I think you just have to trust Clemson. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd probably play them at plus money to 
to, to reach the college football playoff. I think they're around plus 150 or so. Yeah. And with where they're going to start the year and the rankings and the polls, I, I, I would take my chances with that bet. Uh, agree. Uh, the schedule, they should be 3-0 at going to Wake Forest. Um, you know, that's obviously different now. Then they get NC State, then they're at Florida State, and then they're at Notre Dame, I believe. Or does Notre Dame go yes. there? That'll be the only game that they're not favored by more than a touchdown. Mm. So they end the year with three home games with Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina, obviously. Uh, I, there's just so much to that defense. I mean, they just got gangbusters up there, man. They are so good and they disrupt everything. And you mentioned, uh, you know, they didn't even have Brissy last year and that D line that's, but that's why they were in those games is because of that group mm-hmm. up front. That's how dominant they are. So, uh, expect big things, uh, from Clemson for sure this year. All right. That last team in that upper tier is. A team that I feel like they're you're you're in or you're not, uh, and that's the Wolfpack, and it's NC State and it's Dave Doran, and I'll just go first here and just say, when I look at this team and I look how mad they were, and listen, everything oh, that happened with game, the cancellation, uh-huh. and it, did the he go a little too World far? Series, college Probably. World Series, and the bowl game, like don't, their fans are. Don't just don't bring th- the college World Series up. No. That one that one really hurt. So. I, I I really think like you talk about Dabo, you know, wait wanting to prove. I think this team has the ultimate bad taste in their mouth because they could have been the second team ever to win ten games or double digit games in school history with that team mm-hmm. if they got that. They were really geared up for that, and I looked at that as an opportunity for them to play out west and and play a Pac twelve school and really prove something, and. You know, Doran's gone, you know, at the NFL draft, he said he's got the best quarterback in the country. Plenty of people have opinions there. But what you can't argue is what he's built there, man. Like they they've got a really good run going there. They're 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 only behind Clemson and ACC wins the last five years with 39. Um there's only eight power five teams that have won more games uh in the last couple of years. They have 14 players drafted the last four years. And then when you look at last year, one-point loss at Miami, three-point loss to Wake Forest. I, I really like the how this team and the turn, is. And, and, and the turnover fest in Starkville. Correct. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, so the running back situation. Right, it, wasn't Stark, it wasn't Starkville, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I oh, yeah. It was, right? Yep. So they'll figure the running back situation. I'm not worried about that. They obviously got to replace the left tackle who was drafted high, but they have guys there. Uh, they got fourth and fifth year guys at tight ends in the defense. I want to say I have it right here. It's De- defense. 88% of the production yes. is back from last year and you get guys back who didn't even play last year. Yeah. So, uh, like, that's Peyton additions. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Peyton Wilson who missed all last year. He was an all ACC player in 19 and 20. They got 15 or 16 top tacklers back. They got the all time leader in school uh, in points in their kicker, Chris Dunn back they're at clemson and they end the year at louisville at north carolina they had the fewest players into the portal in the acc that talks about the culture to me that he's built yep. there i really like this team i think double digit wins is is the is the ceiling i go over eight and a half with the wolf pack yeah they, 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 they are certainly the are you and are you're not i like the way you put that yeah because i i think this is a a lightning rod team because there, there's some programs that just kind of are what they are. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of the moniker that I think people have with NC state. Like it doesn't matter like who they have on the field or who they have on the sideline. Like, you know, like nine and four is what their record's going to be. I've got a joking about that. Like with Pitt last year, uh, like mm-hmm. I would, I would say this about the, the running game. I would be a little bit concerned losing a quant- losing the best offensive lineman, from from last year, guy that went in the top ten in the NFL draft, like mm-hmm. running backs that they had last year, they really struggled mm-hmm. to run the football. And are you and you look at you look at the numbers uh, passing as well? Like, are you going to get uh, Devin Leary having time to make proper decisions with what the thirty five to five touchdown to interception ratio? Like he had, like uh, I mean they, that that Clemson game is so fe- well. Before we get to the Clemson game, mm-hmm. that opening game against NC yeah. at East Carolina, mm-hmm. that game stinks out loud. Like, like that has upset trap potential written all over it. 
Because you know Mike Houston is building that team, and you know our guy Holton Aylers is back, and yep. they get an in-state team in Greenville. Like, like, I don't know what – I think that number is like 11 or 12 right now. I'm guessing it's going to hit 13, 13 and a half because there's so much hype about NC State this year. I, I can really see myself week one getting behind – uh, the Pirates plus the points in, in, in week one, uh, even though it will be a – look, I think the NC State defense is legit. And I mentioned yes. the, the the returning production, and I know you mentioned Wilson, Wilson coming back. Like, if you, but if you look at, like, the numbers that they had, top 15 nationally oh. in three and out percentage, yep. third down defense, and points allowed per draw. So they're getting teams off the field, So like, like which is the goal of defense. Get teams off the field, yeah. get them out of the end zone, and, 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 and those are three pretty relevant stats to that. So, I think that I think they are legit. I think they are good, but I do think going to Clemson is going to be tough after what happened last year. Mm-hmm. I think going in that two game stretch at the end of the year, Louisville and UNC, I think could be very very tough, and they could wind up dropping both of those teams because I'm a lot higher on both of those two teams than I think a lot of people are. Okay. Good. Uh, let's get to those other teams. Uh, the rest of the conference I talk about, I think those teams, who could play their way up to those teams. Uh, let's just start at the bottom. The Dukies, Mike Elko, the overall the season win total is three. Uh, it doesn't look too great. The quarterback transferred out. Uh, their best wide receivers uh, went to UCLA. New whole, you know, brand new coaching staff. The schedule seems kind of brutal. Uh, I will say, I have this marked down. They play Virginia Tech late in the year. I will have the under in that game. I will just tell you that. <laughs> I don't see many points being scored. Defense last in yards per game, 517 last in yards per play. They gave up 7.1 yards per play, and they gave up 40 a game. I can't take the over with Duke. What will the projected spread be in the game at Georgia Tech? Because they're 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 basically over under a half to win an ACC conference game, so like like you can you can play under and then they get it there be a dog I would think yes they are uh, in, in in Atlanta uh, yes. I have I have Brad Powers as a preview here. Wow, he's got them. A, a, he's got he, Brad Powers has Georgia Tech an eleven point favorite. I was going to say seven. Wow, so don't so don't you just play Duke? Under a half ACC wins, mm-hmm. and then the only game that they potentially could win, I think, is is Georgia Tech, and you take them on the money line as a double digit dog. Yeah, oh, they didn't oh, win a game over, last over. year. I know over is minus one sixty, by the way. So, like, I mean, it, 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 yeah, you have to you have to pay for it a little bit, but the, I don't know. I, I consider I, I consider going uh, winless ACC once again. Okay, they're one in seventeen in the last two years. Or yeah, that's not good. yeah, that's one not in good. seventeen in the last two years. Uh, so gosh, they, they're look, hey. wow, look at look at their 48-32-47. Wow, is it? I mean, that's a combination of absolutely quitting and your defense absolutely stinking. Was the yeah. points allowed? Forty wow. a game. Forty a game. Wow. Yeah, um, put, put, put me down for Duke winless ACC. Okay. Uh, speaking of bad games to end the season, Georgia Tech got outscored 100 to nothing in their last two games. Now, it was Notre Dame and it was Georgia. Big year. Collins made a bunch of moves. 12 players left, uh, stating uncertainty in the program. Um, three uh, three coaches fired, five assistants <laughs> left. Uh, uncertainty in the program. Yeah, that's a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was the quote used. I read that. Uh, <laughs> I forgot where I read that. Maybe the athletic. Uh, when I looked at the Georgia Tech stuff, Jeff Sims back fifty seven percent for his career, twenty five touchdowns, twenty picks. He even going to be the guy though? Like he might not even be the guy. Yeah. I... I mean, they've got they got three quarterback guys there, and I figured it was to help him. Chip Long's the OC now. Chris Wanky is a quarterbacks coach, and now Jim Cheney is in there as a special assistant to the head coach. And knowing what Cheney's is done, is that what Jim Cheney is? Yeah, yeah, he's in Atlanta. I don't even think he moved out of Athens. Um, well, I was I was going to say we we need like the uh, the Jolie Dunn like uh, 
like SEC coaching tree with uh, with, with Jim Cheney and the South. We need like that those coaching branches. Uh, uh, all the different Coach Chavis in there too. Uh, <laughs> three years uh, under Collins, they finished 124th, 95th, and 95th in scoring. Uh, the only team that allowed more points than them per game, obviously, it was Duke. They allowed uh, 40 and Georgia Tech 33. They're not beating Clemson. They're not beating Ole Miss. They're not beating Pitt, and they're not beating Georgia. So that leans you got to win six of these eight. Western Carolina at UCF, Duke, UVA, at Florida State, at Virginia Tech, Miami, and at Carolina. I don't see it. Uh, oh, I've already played. I've game. already played. I've already played under three and a half and plus more. Okay. Like this is this is a schedule that gets your coach fired. Like yeah. your non-conference schedule is 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 Ole Miss, UCF, like, yeah. like, like and, and Georgia. That's your non-conference. Like you're not winning any of those three games. And and then you, and then you've got Clemson and, and the the rest of the like. I I don't know who you're beating. So yeah. I, I took Georgia. I took I took Georgia Tech under three and a half. Uh. And plus money, and then their ACC win total is two. Uh, you, who, who are you beating outside of outside of Duke? Um, I think Tech, Virginia Tech, is a possibility. We will, okay. So, are you going to win three? No. Are you going to are you going to win three to beat me? No. So I'm, I might even play the under two wins in the ACC on Tech. Okay. But I feel pretty good. About, I feel good about under three and a half. Um. And plus money for season. All right. Let's go to Tallahassee, Florida State. Mike Norvell, uh, brutal start to the season last year, 0-4. And then they won 5-7. of seven. They, got, they got back on their feet. Uh, the defense got improved. They had a bowl game on the line and went to Gainesville and lost. And now it's four straight losing seasons. Five years, they've had three different head coaches, eight coordinators. They only have eight seniors on this whole team. Uh, they got a lot of youth that's played a lot of football now in Tallahassee. It feels like Travis is 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 the guy um, after he's played. I, I don't know. I, I, where is it? He started 14 games over two years. Uh, the running backs, I, I think, are not an issue. The biggest problem with Florida State and what it's been is the offensive line. They're 114th in sacks allowed, 97th in tackles for loss allowed. They haven't finished better than 95th in sacks allowed per game since 2015. So that right oh, yeah. there tells me how bad it's been. Uh, yeah, I, I do. That's a that's a 20 plus year running problem. It seems like. For, yeah. For uh, three transfers at receiver. Who I like a lot. Micah Pittman from Oregon, Johnny Wilson, and Deuce Span. Uh, they also have six of their top seven pass catchers, uh, but nobody had more than 25 catches. Uh, so that just tells you about the youth. I think. The defense is going to be interesting because I look at how they improved last year and then what they have returning, and then they got this kid, Jared Verse, who is an All-American from all, uh, FCS All-American from Albany, and they got him from watching film when they were playing Syracuse, and Albany played Syracuse. And This kid is a serious pass rusher. I think he's going to help him a ton. Um, defense coordinator Adam Fuller thinks that they got three, got three safeties that are NFL players. They obviously lose uh, the big time pass rusher uh, last year. I I like the improvement. I think Norvell deserves another shot. The number is six and a half. I don't think they could get to seven. The schedule's tough, and it's in it. And they get Duquesne before LSU, which I think is important. But when you look at the road games, it's L- I consider LSU a road game because it's in New Orleans. Mm-hmm, They're is, at Louisville. At, New, at Louisville, at NC State, at Miami, and at Syracuse, I think is a tricky deal. So, um, I, I, it, I, I, I like when I read everything, and then I went to the schedule. I just I couldn't get there. Uh, so it's a lean to the under for me on Florida State. Yeah, I would probably lean that way too because I think you're going to be one and two after the after the other two. But at the same time, then you get. Then you get, I mean, it's almost like they have groups of games. Like LSU, Louisville, loss, loss. BC, Wake Forest, win, and who knows what the Sam Hartman situation will be then. NC State, Clemson, loss, loss. And then, yeah, it's, I don't I don't have any strong opinions one way or another yeah. on, on Florida State. All, all I know is that uh, they're still kind of 
building this culture back up after running off and running off so many guys and, and bringing kids back. So, I mean, I think there's more reason for optimism in terms of their being an improved product uh, this year on the field. So we'll see how it goes. Agreed. Agreed. And that's why I, th- I think they're in a tough spot because I think they're, they're definitely going to be a better football team. I just don't think the record's going to show it. If, right. if that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. All totally. right, let's, let's get to your Louisville Cardinals. You seem very, very high on Scott Satterfield's bunch. He's in his fourth year. He's 18 and 19 there. I believe he started out with an eight and five season. Uh, the number is six and a half. I'll let you take a hair with the Cardinals. Yeah. So that's good. That's good because I got, I, I got it back at five and a half. So, I mean, obviously okay. I can't, I can't like count and say, bet it, bet it, bet it because yep. five and a half is no longer out there, but at six and a half, it does allow, it does allow your boy to, to, to try and get that baby to land on six. <laughs> so we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to shout for that. A very good possibility that happens by the way, but go ahead. Yeah. Like, like, like that is, that is the, that is never, I, I just think offensively that I think they're going to be fine. I think, uh, bringing bringing in some guys via the portal, I think, will ultimately help them. And again, like like we've talked about with I, with certain teams, like can the defense be this bad again? Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I I think they have an opportunity to um, to, to to win some games. You see, the Syracuse game, you, know, you start off two on the road. You'll probably split it best at worst there. Yeah, and then South Florida, Florida State. I think you should win both of those games. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're, I think you're three, you're three and one at worst, and then you get BC and Virginia, in which you're probably better than both of those teams, no doubt. Probably split. Uh, James Madison should be a win. Like, yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to say go over six and a half. Yeah, uh, being that I had the five and a half, I obviously. Um, I'm, I was anticipating six wins mm-hmm. as kind of a bare minimum, but six and a half is a much difficult, much more difficult number. So um, I still think that this it has the potential to be a, a seven and five type team, mm-hmm. but I, I certainly understand those who, who would be hesitant in, uh, in, in going over six and a half. Yeah, I and it, to me it's it, Satterfield. I, I get it. He they were mad at him for exploring other options. He's it's still a damn good football coach, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Louisville's just one of those schools. I, I I think like West Virginia. I think the portal sort of at first hurt it, and 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 now they're starting to figure it out. They got this kid who's uh, an FCS All American from Central Arkansas, Tyler Hudson, six two one ninety seven. He supposedly is fantastic, and obviously. Um, they lost uh, Harold to to Alabama. He averaged twenty nine yards mm-hmm. per catch last year. That's incredible to me. Uh, so I look. At, I I think they're the same as Florida State. I think they're going to be so much better than they were last year. But that the start of the season is they have to win at Syracuse, and I just don't like that matchup because Syracuse is going to run the ball and try and shorten the game, whereas. Louisville is going to want to go up and down the field. And you mentioned the defense. They get 10 starters back, but they're 83rd in total defense, 88th in yards per play, and 77th in scoring D. Uh, so it's 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 tough. They will be better. Uh, he expects improvement on D from what I'm I'm reading. I, I would hope so. Uh, so <laughs> I, I really Thank think you. I, I I think that six is is a real possibility. I do think they go to a bowl game. I'm just I, I can't touch the over there uh with Louisville. The other team that I had mentioned that I'm a lot higher on, I, I think, than a lot of people is North Carolina. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I look, last year we had talked, and I think a lot of people felt that Clemson might have been a little bit vulnerable last year. And I just, I landed on the wrong team. I landed on North Carolina in, instead of Pitt. Um, again, defense was terrible. They, they were so bad. Mm-hmm. Up front on both sides of the ball, um, protecting Sam Howell, getting pressure, tackling. Linebackers were terrible. Uh, I, I think bringing in Chiz will give Mac Brown a, a, a little bit of a uh, familiarity. I, I, I think he'll be he'll be he'll be better off 
with, with someone he's familiar with as a defensive coordinator. I, look, Josh Downs is still a, a, a dangerous, dangerous player. Um, I think you can't help but be better uh, up front on both sides of the ball. You can't help but commit fewer penalties. So I, I think this might be a situation where you're catching North Carolina at the right time. It's a great buy low opportunity. Maybe people people were a year ahead on the Tar Heels because of all the hype around Sam Howell last year. They've mm-hmm. recruited unbelievably well. And, and we've talked about, uh, I can't remember, oh, even with Clemson, the, the losses. As crappy as everything went for them last year, you, you lose to Pitt by a, by a touchdown. You lose to NC State by four. You lose to Virginia Tech in a weird opening game and on a Friday night by a by a touchdown. Like there, there were winnable games for them. Uh, you put forth a good offensive effort against Notre Dame and couldn't get it done. So, like, I think there are pieces there for NC for for North Carolina. I think they'll be better defensively. And, and, you, and you look at the schedule, uh, you don't mm. get you, you don't get uh, Clemson. You get NC State at home, and you get Notre Dame at home earlier in the year. Now, look, why Mac Brown or whatever the AD is, is scheduling a, a non-conference game at Appalachian State is crazy. You, you're walking into a – you're basically volunteering to be upset scheduling that game. And, they, and then you're playing Georgia State, who yeah. we've seen them beat some teams in the, in the, in, in, in the, in the past as well. Like, like th- th- that's why I actually played North Carolina. I got them on like 20 to one to win the ACC just because you'll, you'll look at the ACC schedule. Like it, it shakes out pretty well for them. Like mm-hmm. they, they've done well against Miami. Yeah. Um, so like, like going to Miami is not going to scare them. Like, like hosting NC state off of the lot, like that, that'll be a good thing for them. So I, if you're, you're looking at it like win totals or, like throw those down, take those non-conference games out of the equation by just sticking with an ACC only win total or to win the ACC. Remember, you get to the ACC championship game and you're holding twenty to one, and you're going to be maybe a double-digit underdog to Clemson if Clemson turns out to get it turned around again. You're in a position to do to do some things. By the way, oh, and by the way, uh, we are in the bottom of the third at City Field, six zero. Yep, New York Naquin. Mets. Naquin just they are they then the Mets may not lose another game this year. Stop. Thanks for your Yanks great base running last night, staying up till two forty five in the morning to watch that. <laughs> by, by, by the by the way, by the way, I am a Yankees fan, but I am so excited about the Mets. Honestly, I'm being dead serious here. Like like they're the they're the best team in New York. Like like. Like I, I seeing Degrom back healthy now, and Max doing his thing, and and, and Lindor. Like, like I was so bummed that they couldn't pull off a deal for Soto, but like, like I I I love Buck, but like yes. I am like really 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 like I'm all in on the Mets with you, man. I, I hope I hope they get it done. I do too. Just because I'm, so, I'm 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 so down. I'm honestly I'm so down on the Yankees, like like. Brian Cash. Well, you know, why would you want to put together a deal for for Louis Castillo when you can when you can go out and get Frankie Montez? I mean, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm disappointed that he didn't he didn't try and go out and just get get Jose Quintana as well to help shoot mm. that staff. I mean, I mean, no one no one avo- no one no one talks a big game and delivers less than what the Yankees front office has done in recent years since trade deadline. Mm. Okay, Mets. back to North Carolina. I love your point about staying away uh, uh, from because here I'll just say this with the season win total I can't play over because of those two road games those are awful and then you get Notre Dame after that so I love your idea of playing them to win uh, the ACC or go over in ACC wins I, I love that play because I, I I cannot stand those two road games and I think it's a tough deal. Uh, Especially because you you are you going to play both quarterbacks in those games? You know you're going to be in a dogfight in both of those games. Uh, they lost Antoine Green for six to ten weeks, uh, but they they love this freshman Andre Green. They have they also have George Pedway, so I, I'm not worried about the 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 skill guys. Uh, they've recruited as well. Uh, you said it uh, as anybody like I would say what Clemson, and if you throw in Notre Dame still, 
um, and recruit as much as them. So I'm fired up. It's a stay away from me, but I can understand. And I don't know. I, I always rooting for Mac. And I think Coach Chiz back in the mix. He is the ultimate communicator. That's that's all I can think of when I talk to him. When I think about him and his defense will be communicating better this year. <laughs> I will guarantee that. Um, all right. For the first time in a while, I will not be taking Boston College over. Uh, I, they had brutal injury to offensive line All-American Christian Mahogany. Uh, he was a first-rounder for sure. Uh, Dracovic hasn't proven he could finish a season. Wasn't right when he came back. I give him a lot of credit to try and come back. I do like the running backs. They just – I. I feel like Zay Flowers will be doubled a lot, and I don't know if they have other difference makers. Uh, really fired up for McNulty, the new offensive coordinator, who was the Notre Dame tight end coach. Um, the defense, I, th- I thought, held it together when they had just so many injuries. Uh, so it's – I just don't think they have – the he, he he's recruiting better, but I don't think they have the difference makers they need to win. Uh, when you talk about, you know, going on the road – you know, and playing at NC State, at Notre Dame, at Wake Forest, at Florida State, I think it's a tough one. And then early on, they get Rutgers at home and at Virginia Tech to start the year. I, I, those are circumstances where I think it's going to be tough to win. So I, I lean under on Boston College. Uh, and another team that I, I think uh, it's it's a big year, I believe, for Dino Babers at uh, at, at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Made some changes on there. Just made some changes on that offensive staff. Yeah, you bring in Robert and I and those guys from Virginia, who who who, be, who became available. Um, I don't know where to uh, where ultimately to land on this. I'm probably a conference win total of three. I mean, okay. you, you look at those games. I think it's going to be hard for them to 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 win four. I mean, you. I think three is probably you ultimately get. I'll put it this way: you can probably play over, and then it may come down to that Boston College game. You, you should, yeah. You know, I mean, you, you, Virginia, Louisville at home, Florida State at home. Those, those are all winnable, and, and, and then you get FBC. So, I, I think I could see myself playing a lot of unders with with, with this team. I think defensively they'll be. Okay, I think they kind of wore down a little bit late last yeah. year offensively as well with, with Tucker and all the, the the carries piling up and Schrader and his ability to run. Uh, I, I can remember, but I'll be honest, I remember the last time I really dove in and watched Syracuse football was that Friday night game against Liberty when I had him at home. Mm. Back when Malik Willis was the Heisman front runner and Liberty was going to go to the New Year's Six and all that stuff. But so, uh, yeah, I think that was probably the last time I actually gave Syracuse football a real, a real strong look. But uh, uh, I, I can, I can see them being involved in a lot of lower scoring type games this year. Agreed. Had their over last year that hit very early. I want to say, I think it was only three and they got to five and seven uh, last year. Here's the problem with their schedule. They don't get to play Duke or Georgia tech. That mm-hmm. that's, that that's, that's tough. And you got a tricky, you know, home game against Purdue. I don't, you know, I, I I like what I'm reading about Purdue. The the opener's huge. Uh, if you want to go over on the win total, um, Louisville. I, I like the matchup for Syracuse there. You mentioned all the additions offensively. Uh, Schrader good luck, and- by, good, good luck by the way. I just noticed this too. If you mentioned the schedule, four straight weeks. NC oh, State at Clemson, at Clemson Notre, Notre Dame, Dame at, at Pitt. Pitt. Are you kidding me? And oh, yeah, God. and then Florida State at Wake <laughs> FBC. So. Four and a half, I, I would lean under there uh, just because I think they're going to be limited on offense when you look at those defenses they have to play. And I give their defense a lot of credit. They came in second behind Clemson in, in, in uh, average sacks per game. They only gave up 330 yards per game and 26 points per game. So the defense was there. I think you made a good point with that offense being a little fatigued and, and worn out at the end of the year. So um, tough, tough stretch ahead for the Qs. Uh, Virginia Tech. New coach, Brett Pry, six years at Penn State under James Franklin. Their number is six. And I just, when I look at the roster, especially on the offensive side, I don't I, I don't like what I've seen. Uh, Burmeister transferred to San Diego State, plenty of opinions on him. But they bring in Grant Wells from Marshall. And as good of the numbers that look, 
you know, 5,600 yards, 34 touchdowns in his two years there. I I look at the turnovers he had playing in Conference USA, and now he's going up against way better talent. Millions. You know the defense is going to be better with Pry. They have to get back back to to, to that lunch pail mentality. I just don't think they have difference makers on offense, and it's a stay away from me. I will look to bet unders in their games for sure because I know Pry will get that defense going with his ability to get after the quarterback, whether he uses four guys, five guys, six guys, whatever. Uh, so I, I think they could go over, but I it, I can't play it because of the uncertainty on offense, and I'm not really that big of a, a Grant Wells fan. He did bring in Joe Rudolph as well old Wisconsin offensive line coach to try and help with the offensive line play. So um, the texters are a stay away for me. Yeah, it's a stay away for me. I, I do think Brent Pry will be is the type of hire that I think will resonate well amongst the Virginia Tech fan base. He feels like a, a lunch pail, a hard-nosed, blue-collar type hire that kind of represents what that program has been built on. So uh, it may not reap dividends this year, but but, but I think you're going to see um, uh, an effort level uh, much higher than what you saw at times in the last couple of years from the uh, from the Hokies. I'll just say this: I looking at the schedule, if they could win, if they can win three of their first four at Old Dominion, I don't know why you're doing that. That's a disaster. Yeah, yeah, that worked out. That worked out once already, right? Yeah. Uh, you host BC, then you get Wofford, and then you host West Virginia. Those are all winnable games. Uh, and then you end the year with Georgia Tech at Duke, at Liberty, and Virginia. So if they could if they could not turn the ball over, I I, I might look at Virginia Tech. Oh, I just I, I can't because I just think they're going to be bad on offense. They're not going to win those first four. No. If they do, a loss will find them. Yeah. All right. And then that gets us to the Cavaliers. Uh Tony Elliott, first year. Brennan Armstrong's my favorite quarterback in the conference. I love the skill guys he has to throw the ball to. Uh, they got to figure out the, the running back situation. I just, I'm scared to death for Armstrong again, knowing how many times he got hit last year. And then they lose their best six linemen for transferred. And the most experienced O-line returning guy started two games last year. The, the fewest rush yards in the ACC last year. And... They were awful when Armstrong was out against Notre Dame last year. I was at that game, and the defense is – they can only get better, but I, I, I just – the I, I don't like the way that it sets up for him. Uh, so I, it's it's an under for me. I love – he's probably my favorite player in the conference uh, besides uh, Brian Percy at Clemson, but I – I don't. I don't like the way it's constructed right now for Tony Elliott to to have to win games consistently, and that's why the number I think I saw at Caesars or, or circa was six and a half. I would have to lean under uh, on that with the Wahoos. Yeah, I don't have much to much to add there, but pr- pretty much the similar thinking there. All right, um, token ACC member Notre Dame to finish it off. Your Irish bear, Marcus Freeman. You already got things ruffled with the feathers with Coach Day and Freeman at the NFL draft when you're bringing out the point spread. What do you feel about the Irish this year? No, I think you'll look at the the way the schedule breaks down. I think you're going to assume that they they lose the opening game uh, at, at at Ohio State, but and I think at the same time you could make an argument that the rest of the way maybe they don't lose uh, another game. Like they'll be. The Clemson game could potentially be right around a pick'em, uh, depending on depending on how that goes. Uh, you get what they have. Uh, what North Carolina as well early in the year. Um, it, it might be a good opportunity to get them there, and then they have USC at the end of the year. Mm. So uh, I, while I, what w- what do we have? We're total nine and a half on the Irish. I, Is that what they are? I jumped on over uh, last month or a month and a half ago. I got over eight and a half at minus one thirty. Yeah, I would say nine and three kind of feels like where where they will end up um, because if you figure you'll you lose to you lose to Ohio State and then maybe you'll, you drop two of those three. I mean, eight and four is certainly possible, but uh, nine and three kind of feels like right. So if you can find an eight and a half juiced, I would mm-hmm. I'd probably look at that again. 
they've got some questions to answer at the quarterback position. So that that'll be that that's the the the, the biggest thing I think you need to 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 look at moving forward. I mean, you know, Freeman defensively will get things figured out, but uh, how they handle the quarterback position and how they're going to be better on that on that uh, at that position, I think, is the biggest question that you have from a Notre Dame standpoint. But I, I think anyone who who wants to make a case that Notre Dame could run the table after the Ohio State game, I wouldn't argue with that. I'm right here. I'm right here. That's what I see happening. I I, I think they got the goods. Um, I love the way the offensive line is constructed. I'm dying to see how they look against Ohio State in that opener. Um, You know, the two sophomore tackles, Fisher and Alt, I think are tremendous players, going to be pros. They have – I don't care. Coach Donnan, I'm sorry. Michael Mayer is the best tight end in college football. I understand Georgia has the best tight end room, but Michael Mayer (laughs) is the best tight end in college football. So I don't I, I don't want to hear this Brock Bowers is the best tight end in the country. Michael Mayer is the best tight end in college football. I, don't I had care. to I had to do a list for college football live. Uh-huh. One of my favorite players in the country, and he was on my list of top fives. He's number one that. for me. Now what I want is to see Tommy Reese get him a hundred catches. That's what I want to see. I think he's that might good. have to. I might I have I, to. I think he's that good. Uh they love uh what they're seeing from Tobias Merriweather, a freshman receiver. He's been Opening some eyes at camp, so like you said, Freeman will get the um, the defense going. Brandon Joseph's back at safety. Uh, Liafu, who broke his ankle last year, mm-hmm. I think he's got some star potential. Was a stud, and and Foskey's. I mean, I was going back with uh, Cole Kubelik about this um, a couple weeks ago. Just the idea of, I don't want to say lack of. I just don't like when you think about great pass rushers. It feels like there's not that many, but Notre Dame has one in Foskey. Uh, I, I think he's tremendous at getting after the quarterback. And one of the hires that I really liked um, by Freeman is he got Brian Mason from Cincinnati, uh, special teams coach, and they led the country in block kicks. Uh, so I, 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 the way Notre Dame gets going and the momentum you could get, uh, I, I, I like the idea that I do think they run the table and, uh, and go over eight and a half. I I, I like the Irish. I, I just eleven and one get them in the playoff. It's going to depend. I mean, the fourth spot is wide open. It'll, yep. de- it'll depend on it'll depend on Utah. It'll depend on Clemson. We'll, we'll see. By the way, you can with with withdraw that apology to Coach Donnan because he just sent us a text that begins with "You two idiots." <laughs> Those are the first, so so you 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 can you can say you can withdraw that that. That apology to Coach Donnan. Oh, you, you you had given him grief before about the uh, the Miami SI cover after the Orange Bowl. Yes, and yes. and we were kind of we were kind of giving him a hard time, and he was just giving us her you you two idiots. We played without Jamel and our fullback, and still almost won. <laughs> so we love we love we love the coach. Uh, we love the head, we love the head dog. Notre Dame out of the equation. Not saying that he would be there. Who is your favorite quarterback in the ACC? It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, I'm, I'm putting on alumni rose-colored glasses here, but I mean, I, the fact that I have a quarterback as dynamic as I do at my alma mater, it, it, I, it's got to be him. Okay. For me, I mean, I can I can understand those who would say Brennan Armstrong. I, I think that, but it's interesting how much of a national following and a national recognition like, like is he a, a household name enough nationally Van Dyke? to get the hype that, that yeah no 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 Brian Armstrong oh, that no. he that he deserves I mean, he's no. a great player he's awesome. a great player but I, I don't know if I don't know if anybody west of the west of the Mississippi knows who the hell he is correct uh he did open some eyes last year when, when they go to BYU and they lost I thought he played well in the first half that game was nuts but uh no I I, I think the world of the kid I just I don't like, like I said, the offensive line. I, I would take him. How many quarterbacks would you take before you took Uyunglele in the conference? <laughs> Seven. Um. Well, let me let's get the let's get the standings out. Um, well, that was that was with Sam Hartman. I would take Sam Hartman. So, so yeah, uh, Djokovic. Yep. Hartman. Yep. Cunningham. Yep. Leary. Yep. Van Dyke. Yep. 
Armstrong. Did I say Armstrong? No. No, yeah. so that's six. It's six. And then I think you're kind of up in the air because you don't, you wouldn't, I don't, why wouldn't take Garrett Schrader? Do you take no. Jordan Travis? Maybe. Duke, no. Sims, I don't think you can take. No, no. Uh, so now Slovis, Al Harmon. Is, is Slovis, Slovis, is Slovis uh, going to win the job at Pitt? Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'd, I'd say seven's probably the, the, the number. And they're probably going to win the conference. That's crazy. Crazy. Yep. But you know what? He could he could come back and look like that BC and Notre Dame self. So who knows? Um, all right. Next week. What do you think? I know I know uh, I know John Murray from the Westgate Superbook would love to come on with us. Oh, really? Talk some big and talk, yes, and talk some Big Ten. Oh, let's so, do so Big maybe, Ten then uh, next maybe, week. Maybe we maybe we maybe we can get uh, the, the director on as a uh, as a guest and talk some Big Ten. I'll shoot him a note. Okay. Fuck. So I'm actually so I'm going to be actually out in Vegas next week uh-huh. for our college for our daily wager uh, shows Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then the little meet and greet that we got going on at some seminar or something. I, I have to look up the details. So maybe I can uh, maybe I can head on over to Superbook at some time on uh, on Wednesday, and uh, we can we can knock that out. Okay, I'm gonna need you to uh, get over to Circa for me. I think I can do that. Okay, because there's a. I think I can do that. There's a number I need on on my Washington State Cougars. All right. We'll, we'll have that discussion offline. Absolutely. Uh, and, I will t- and I will take care of it for you. All right. Um, all right. That'll do it. ACC is done. And next week we'll do Big Ten. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Any questions, hit us up on Twitter, at StamperSteve82, at Chris Felica. Um, I've finished ACC. I'm done with Big Ten. Halfway through to Big 12, saving the Pac-12 for last uh, because that's – the way it's been sort of, although I am fired up for, <laughs> I am fired up for the top three teams in the Pac 12 South. I think, I think there's a lot cooking there. So there is. Yeah. Utah's uh, freaking good, man. UCLA oh. is freaking good. Yep. That's, I didn't, that's I, did, I, did, I didn't use the, uh, the, the bad, bad word. I didn't nope. use that. I, I, I said something else. All right. All right. Fair. Take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.